Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Uh, Derek is out on assignment. And we have James Mallory in studio, Buffalo Vets. Uh, it was a UAS, UAS Blaze. Uh, so we're going to talk to James about... Uh, I, James came up with the greatest uh, title for the show, Drinking the D1 Kool-Aid. <laughs> so we're going to get into, into that today. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. morning, (laughs) All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. Uh, Hopefully, everybody had a great 4th of July. And now, you know, I'm back to work trying to get my bearings straight. I'm still all uh, a little confused. You mean more confused than usual? Yeah, a little bit. Taste of Buffalo going on this weekend. Are you guys going to be there, you and Diana? Uh, No, probably not. I got softball day to day at the uh, Pepsi, uh, excuse me, the uh, Northtown Center. Formerly the Royal Crown Competitor Center. Uh, tomorrow we have a picnic to go to, so chances are slim and none. I was looking at some of the things on the menu I wouldn't mind trying. Including but, uh, your uh, traditional, what was that no, called? I don't think uh, Miss Goodies is there this year, the uh, Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Oh, I know. But I guess there's a couple other places that have either fish tacos or something that are probably an imitation, but not the real thing. Junkyard Dog, uh, Bailey and... Uh, Walden Miss Goodies. Boy, I miss that. I used to love to go to Taste the Buffalo just for that. We had uh, some samples brought into the studio th- uh, Thursday and Friday when I returned uh, from, uh, you know, restaurants that will be down there. And what was the one thing I tried? It was a roast pork uh, sandwich. That was absolutely delicious. A Reuben. And I think it was beer chili which was kind of interesting, beer, cheese, chili mix. Uh, that was kind of tasty. And yeah, then, you know uh, what? I, I like chili, I like beer, but I don't like them mixed up. You know, I, enjoy <laughs> I didn't know if I'd like it either, but either it's beer you, don't ta- you don't taste the beer in it at all. At least I didn't. Uh, and then, uh, so yes- you could just get high on it and not even have to taste <laughs> the beer. <laughs> and then the other one, uh, Black and Blue brought in, let's see, Wagyu beef meatballs with this uh, sauce that went over. It was unbelievable. Uh, Let me see. Barbecue pork belly. That was really good. And they had uh, like an asparagus coleslaw that went with it. So not bad. So at least I I got to try a couple of things. D-W-I-C? 
driving while under the influence of chili? It just doesn't compute. <laughs> I've done that many a times. I love chili. That's one of my favorite foods out there. But uh, hopefully if you're headed to the Taste of Buffalo, you have a good time. Weather's not going to be too bad today. At least temperatures won't oh, no, be. Uh, in the 70s and all that. I guess what, comfortable. Low, low in the evening was what, in the mid to high 60s, low in the mid or high in the mid 70s? That's comfortable. And then uh, they have, I guess, some stands that you would really like, and that's healthy food, Raj. No? No comment. Go, no comment. Did you see uh, what Rochester, uh, what is it, the Red Wings? What's their, their baseball team? Red Wings. Red Wings. Did you see what they're doing for a uniform uh, for one day? What, Rochester um, uh, plates. Oh, really? I yes. was just going to say. It's a, a tribute to Nick Tahoe's uh, garbage plate. And I think they have a picture of the garbage plate on their jersey or hat or something like that. I saw they're like, yeah, Roger needs to get that jersey. Oh, yeah, I want to go to that game. <laughs> I, I heard they're having the Hanson brothers today or t- or maybe even yesterday. But I met them. Yeah. Those guys are cool. I heard they're having the Hanson brothers at a game tonight, I believe, at Rochester. Check the internet. It's out there somewhere. We had uh, one time you know, when we were located in the Channel 4 building on Elmwood Avenue, North Buffalo. I go downstairs to get uh, get something out of the vending machine, and there's the Hanson brothers in jerseys playing hockey with, uh, I think it was Kevin O'Neill, uh, the Y guy at the time. So I joined in and played some hockey with them in the basement. Of the, it was great. Oh, man. <laughs> Anthony, nice guys. I got a T-shirt at home. Someday I'm going to donate for a fundraiser that I really believe in. It was a T-shirt from the original... Uh, Thanksgiving Saturday, the disco night that they always have Thanksgiving Saturday down at the convention center. Yeah. World's largest disco. I've been to that a few times. The Hanson Brothers were there. I have that T-shirt autographed by the Hanson Brothers and the members of the French Connection. Really? Now, would that uh, T-shirt at an auction bring in some um, mega bucks? wouldn't you think? Maybe. So I'm saving that for the right uh, occasion and all that. But, yeah, that's... My, uh, those handsome brothers, they're not as crazy as they appear on no, the uh, They're worse. No. They're worse. <laughs> worse. Yes. <laughs> they're fun. Yes. But uh, if Mike Farantino's listening, he's probably already opening up his checkbook to uh, <laughs> and give you a call for that shirt. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. Frank, do you have anything for us, buddy? Yeah, there's a few things. All right, late on. Um, okay. Canisius uh, uh, wide receiver standout Paul Woods is going to announce where he's taking his. Game two on July 11th. He's got another year left, but we're going to find out where he's going. And today's at Division One school, so I'm sure we'll get more into that. Uh, we do know that junior from Health Sciences, Devontae Gaines, is heading to Tennessee after his senior year. And the New Era Cap Classic of baseball tournaments coming uh, begins next week and the 14th. All the area's best high school baseball players are pretty much taking part with their respective teams. Um, there's a schedule online at mytournamentmanager.com. Uh, uh, Tom Prince is going to send that to our Facebook page as well, um, so you can check out some of the best high school talent in, in the area. Uh, the Muni AAA Baseball Annual Beer Blast is tonight at Sky Bar. Doors open for that at 7 p.m. A lot of cool prizes. I saw a lot of big screen TVs are going to be raffled off tonight. Uh, a lot of old high school baseball players uh, are going to uh, play Muni AAA when uh, – when they can't play high school any longer. Amherst Boys and Girls Basketball Camps for Boys and Girls is July 17th to the 21st, grades 4 through 9. Go to amherstschools.org for more information. Cardinal O'Hara, Mike McCarthy's Basketball Camp, July 25th to the 27th, 9 to 4 p.m., 695-2600, extension 357, for more information on that. LG Castillo. I saw that. 
Signed with the Brewers. Yes. He's going to forego that full ride Speaking to the university. Speaking of Aaron, Joey, the <laughs> Brewers. <laughs> That's our new favorite team. Um, so he's not going to attend uh, Oklahoma. Where will he now. wind up starting out? I mean, I remember like Kyle Hoppy was uh, played what summer league or something yeah, like they that. They have a summer A league, which is a shorter season, and uh, then they move up to the A league, and then eventually to Double A, Triple A in the show. Same with Jonah Heim. We yeah. saw him uh, start. I don't think he started out in that, but it was in one of the uh, uh, developmental leagues. Yeah, he's got a ways to go. Okay. No question about it. He's got a ways to go, but it'll be interesting to follow him uh, for that ride. You know, I believe his dad was drafted too. I don't remember the team, but I, I believe his father really was was drafted into Major League Baseball. I want to say the Giants, but someone out there in Twitterland, please correct us if we're wrong. Um, last but not least, certainly uh, St. Joe's track and cross country coach Matt Heller is stepping down after 27 years. Assistant Matt Dow will take over as the new coach of the track and cross country teams. So, congratulations on a great career to Coach Heller, and Absolutely. good luck to Coach Dow. Raj, anything from you? I just have one thing, Anthony. Do you remember in your days as doing a play-by-play for the Lancaster uh, Redskins uh, football team, you'd have to call uh, Mr. Yankievich, mm-hmm. and a lovely young lady who would answer the phone, uh, Susan Aarons? Yes, I remember. Okay, well, I just want to wish her and her husband, James, a belated, happy 50th golden wedding anniversary uh, two weeks ago Saturday, two weeks ago today. Awesome. Uh, and also, uh, Susan is, well, she, they're both classmates of mine. Susan is also the sister of uh, uh, Harvard Cup Hall of Famer, El Mudd. I didn't know that. Yes. And uh, like I say, and uh, James Aarons, if that name's familiar, he was one of the people that would write in constantly to the Buffalo Evening News uh, against the, uh, you know, the University of Buffalo and their uh, New York Bulls initiative. And he was against that, and it finally came to fruition. There, that initiative dropped. I don't know if it was because of James's letters, but two really good people. I want to wish a belated happy golden wedding anniversary. Outstanding happy anniversary. The Niagara Pioneer Soccer League is getting ready to host the 33rd annual R.E. Krug 2017 Niagara Pioneer uh, International Tournament that is going on today and tomorrow at Fort Niagara State Park. Niagara County's largest and longest running annual youth sporting event keeps on getting bigger and better. This year they are hosting 156 teams with over 2,850 athletes from across New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Ontario. Boys and girls from 9 to 19-year-olds will be competing in 250 games on 20 fields that they have at the fort. They are estimating over 10,000 people will attend the two-day competition. So they're looking for another spectacular uh, event, and good luck to them. Get out there. I've been to this tournament several times, and it is, it's amazing. If you love soccer, you could have, uh, you could have your hands full going out there and watching. Also, uh, hey, wait we, a second. What? You can, have, you can stop by the silo on the way home. Yeah, or you can do that. Home, right? You could do that. Get a haystack. Yeah. I would strongly recommend that. Sure, why not? <laughs> now you have me wanting a haystack. Thanks, Frank. There. I really Throwing appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Registration open for Niagara Falls Junior Football Club. Go to N. 
fjfc.com. Uh, you could uh, sign up if you have a 10, 11, 12-year-old. They could play for my Cobras or uh, any of the other teams that uh, that we have. So sign up. Go online while, uh, while positions are available. Also, the Niagara Erie Youth Sports Association, otherwise known as NASA, that James and I both belong to. Fourth Annual Youth Football Symposium and Parents and Players Clinic featuring Rob Curran, Chad Bartosik, Aaron Hill, the USA uh, football East Regional Manager. So you can uh, stop on by there. It starts at 6 p.m. And this is a great event, James. I don't know if you've attended any of the ones in the past, but it's a great way for parents who aren't sure mm-hmm. they want their kids to play football yep. or kids that aren't sure if they want to play football. They run through the drills that yep. we're doing, that we learn a lot from Heads Up Football, yep. and uh, get a chance to hit the bag a little bit. Parents are also encouraged to come out on the field and try as well. Yeah. There's a lot of good instructions going on. Uh, represent, representatives from all 17 organizations will be there, including myself. I think you have an excuse that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll, I'll be attending that day, but it is a great way to kind of uh, test the water so to say uh, parents can you know who's unsure if they want their kid to play football to see what it's about and you know actually they can actually get out there and physically do the drills if they're they're up to it i think it's a it's a great thing that nasa does it's it's fantastic it's what got my son hooked uh, after he did that he you know, walked off the field and said dad i want to play yeah i want to do this and you know, obviously, I lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, baby. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, I'm all for it, man. It's you know, I I think football teaches so much to these young men. You know, in regards to discipline and you know, structure, teamwork, things that apply to everyday life. Football teaches that. People kind of lose sight of that. Um, but I, think I don't think they think of it. No, they don't. They don't. Um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, it, numbers have dropped in football, but. You know, from what I'm hearing, they're picking back up. Yes, that's what I have. Um, yeah, that, that I'm hearing that. So, you know, parents like, oh, concussions, concussions. But soccer numbers continue to rise, but soccer has a higher concussion rate than football. It kinda, it's kind of like really like, oh, my son doesn't play football, he's playing soccer. Soccer has a higher concussion rate than football. So you're going to take them from football and put them in soccer, which has a higher concussion rate. But people yeah. also need to understand with concussions, you see the, uh, I'm going to call it hysteria on uh, by the national media. It's It's ratings. Yeah, you know, you get out there. Who's gonna watch it, Mom? Mom's gonna watch it for sure. Yeah, she's gonna say, "No, I don't want my baby playing." Based on, you know, I, I was I've said this before. I told the story. Uh, uh, watched a report uh, from one of the networks on uh, concussions, and to prove their point, they're showing practice techniques that we did. You know, thirty years ago, mm-hmm. they nothing about what heads up football and, yeah. and USA is doing different. now uh, in the advancement equipment. They neglected all of that, but they had to push that agenda because uh, you know concussion cells uh, ratings. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, you know, I'm I'm big on uh, even before all the heads up football stuff kind of kind of blew up. Uh, when I went to college, our college coach didn't believe in a lot of contact uh, in season. So I mean, even through camp, we would tackle maybe. Three times throughout a whole a whole camp, we would get physical. But you know, I'm not big on. You don't have to be overly physical throughout practice. You know, you can teach things and apply it to the game without having to go bang, bang, bang every single day. Yeah, you don't you have know. to beat the body. Yeah, you down. don't. You don't have to. It's different ways to teach it. Um, and if you ever see any of my my teams play and compete. You would never think that because my boys get after it, but you know they're fresh. And our college coach is like, "I'm not gonna beat you up." We went in the games; we'll always be fresh, and you know we never had injury problems. And 
things of that nature. We were never beat up. We were always fresh going into games, and that's why my time at CCSU, we were so successful. Now, well, do you guys? I don't understand, well, I, Anthony. You know, whether it's you know uh, Justin Strauslick or uh, some of these others, uh, Junior Seau and all that. Do these parents honestly believe that it was uh, Tyro football and high school football that led to these uh, head injuries and all that? I seriously doubt it. You're talking what maybe one percent, if that, that it was occurred and something happened. You know, once you get to college. And once you get to the pros and you got to show how tough you are and all that, if you want to make the team, that's where most of these uh, injury syndromes came from. Not out in the Little League yeah. and not even on JV or varsity <laughs> yes. football. I mean, honestly, you're talking, you know, 5 through 13, 14-year-olds. I mean, at the higher level, you know, you get a little more, you know, yeah, more athletic and more strong. But let's be real. It's only so much impact a 7-, 8-, 9-year-old kid can have. I mean, it's only so much damage you can do to – you know, it's not like they're out there bench pressing 225 pounds. I mean, they're only but so strong. They're eight, nine years old. You know, once you teach them the right way, it's not, you're not going to have, you know, those issues. If, you know, it's on the coaches, though. You have to teach it the right way. You can't teach them to go in there, you know, crown first and all that junk and, you know, ramming people. You can't teach it that way. That's but, why it's so important yeah. to get involved with the right organization, yeah. with the right coaches. Yep. You have to do your homework as a parent. You have to. You have to talk to people. You have to investigate. You have to get out there and, and go watch the mm-hmm. uh, the teams, and you'll see how the coaches conduct themselves. That's going to determine whether you want your child to play for that team or not. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's very important as a parent. Um, unfortunately, now you see a lot of the kids, you know, that, you know, Running the show, you know. They, I'm not playing here. I'm playing here. When I was seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I'm not telling my mom where I'm playing. She's telling me you're playing for the Buffalo Vets. It's, it's not a discussion. I don't pay any bills. I'm not about to <laughs> yeah. buy the cleats. I'm not buying the pads. I mean, my mom, I, my mom would have slapped. Man, she would slap color off me if I would have told her some stuff like that. Man, I see these kids. Now, I can't believe it. They tell their parents what they're doing. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's crazy what it turned to. I wish I would have told my mother at that age I'm where I'm playing. She, after I would have woke up, I would have been in the Buffalo Veterans. That's just crazy, man. It's crazy. People need to get a reality check. Oh, but no, get out there. Do your homework. Investigate. Talk to people. I mean, you know, not just because we're members of NASA, but it's an outstanding league with the emphasis on safety it is it is i mean the, the training that we go through i mean we go through hours and hours and hours of of training so you know i mean why wouldn't you want to bring your your child to play and compete in the nasa league you know it's the biggest league in western new york you know i mean 17 organizations and maybe the biggest in the northeast yeah it's huge um you know i, I don't understand why parents wouldn't want their parents to compete you know in something like that where you know you see teams from niagara county erie county and you know, our kids get a chance. We know, we're on the we're on the east side of Buffalo. They get a chance to compete against kids in Wilson, Lewiston, Porter, Niagara Falls, Lockport. You know, all those all those places, Williamsville. You know, it's a great experience for these kids. That's what they're gonna play when they get to high school. All the Section Six teams. Right. You're not gonna play the neighborhood teams anymore. You know, so get out there and experience this and, and test the waters early. You know, and see what's out there. Don't 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 put them in a fishbowl. It's great because again, it's you know it's safety orientated, and it's fun. And so get out there, check it out. 
Today we're going to get into, uh, as James had titled it, you know, by the way, if anybody knows, James and I go back and forth on, on Facebook constantly, the conversations that we have about football and whether it's Little League with the vets in Niagara Falls and NASA or we're talking high school, we're talk whatever, we're getting in there and we're talking football. And it's great because I can bounce a lot of things off of you, uh, you know, things that I'm trying to do defensively and, you know, get your, your input. But uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, Parents that put all their eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. as far as my kid is going to get a D1 scholarship. And I was talking with a co-worker during the week, and he mentioned to me that you know, he, he follows his, his kids and watches their, their high school games and whatnot. And he says, I, I can't tell you how many parents come up to me and tell me, you know, oh, I, you know my, my kid is getting that D1 scholarship. I just paid $700 for this personal uh, trainer to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, but... <laughs> No, that's not the way to think. Yeah, I mean, what's the? It's like three percent actually go from high school to uh, D one. Yes, uh, I believe it's, it's like yeah, two, two about two percent. Wow, about that's 2%. not a big number. Not at all. All right, but that's what we are going to talk about today. And if you have any questions about recruiting and about uh, the whole process, feel free to call in at eight zero three zero five five zero. James will do his best to answer. He's got a lot of experience with this. Went through it from uh, from your high school days on into college. College, mm-hmm. So uh, a wealth of information. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back and listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelleger here, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics in the 300 level, Roger Weiss, and James Mallory from the Buffalo Vets and UAS Blaze. In studio, we're talking about, uh, talking about Division I scholarships, putting all, parents who are putting all their eggs in one basket in that hopes of that, uh, that D1 scholarship. Frank, before we get to that, you did, uh, something you wanted to add for news and notes that we didn't get to. I want to give a shout out. Kieran Higgins from Time and Baseball has committed to Coastal Carolina. Congratulations to him. Neat. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Um, what do you say to the parent that, that comes up and says, you know, my kid, I'm telling you, he's getting that D1 scholarship. I'm doing this. I'm spending this on this camp and, and going to that private, uh, you know, class or whatnot. What do you say to those parents? Um, first thing I really say is, uh, can I see his film? Um, everybody's gonna say their kid is a division one. Everybody's gonna say their kid is good, which is fine. Um, it's okay to have confidence in your kid, but you know, I, I want to see film and show, see some type of proof. And you know, you got to know, you know, I want to, you know, they're measurables. If you're saying my kid's going division one and he's a five foot ten, two hundred and forty pound lineman, mm-hmm. that's just not uh, that's not reality. Um, you know, I was just he's gonna get his food ate. There's no way he's going to go division one and. And play, you know, and not saying he's not a good player. It's just, it's just not going to happen. What about the, the the chances of burning a kid out? If you're throwing everything at that kid, at, you know, at such a young age, you have to go to this uh, camp and you have to do that. Not that I mean, camps and clinics, I'm all for. It. I think they're mm-hmm. great, but I think the kid has to want to do it. You, I, I think for you to ram it down their throat uh, because you want that D1 scholarship for your child. Ah, I think that's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's very wrong. Um, you know, and then they make a kid specialize in a, a sport at a very young age, and that's not good. No, uh, you know, you kind of want them. Like I, I played football, basketball, did track. You know, I was involved in a lot of different things. You don't want to specialize a kid in a sport too early because, like you said, they'll burn out by the time they get to be fourteen, fifteen years old. 
they didn't play just football, 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 or basket, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. for so long, it gets old to them. You know, it takes the fun away from it. You know, you, you don't want to do that. You always want to, the first and foremost, what I always tell my kids at any level, have fun. If it's not fun, then, then we have an issue. You know, you always got to make sure that it's fun for them. It's just like picking your career. You know, when I chose broadcasting, I wanted to have, I wanted to get into a career that I was going to enjoy. Yeah. I, you know, I got to a point where I was doing working jobs and I'd be sick to my stomach going to work every day. Well, that's no way to live. No, it's miserable. Uh, you, you don't ever want to be miserable. Um, but, you know, a lot of parents, they want their kid to succeed so bad. Um, you know, we all they, want our kids to you know, succeed, but they have to be able to do it. And there's, there's a lot of parents that live through their kids, too. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, not to be harsh, but I'm just being honest. Maybe they were you know, trash when they played, and then their kid got a little talent, and you know they're trying to ride that thing to the wheels fall off. I see it all the time. You know, they... You know they they were okay, and then they see a kid. You know maybe had had, had a, a season or two that was good in youth football. And then all all of a sudden, no, oh, he's going Division One, this and the third. You know I don't I don't mind being honest with a parent if I don't see it. I'll tell them like, hey, you know X Y and Z needs to improve if you want to do that. And hey, if this kid doesn't grow to a certain size, it's going to really hurt the chances of him playing at that level. You know, and that's just I have to be honest with them. That's just that's my job. United Athletic Services, we we're just always honest with our kids. We look at you film. have to be. Yeah, we all we look at film. If you're a Division three kid, you're a Division three kid. That doesn't that's not a bad thing. It's not an insult. It's good. It's good Division three football. You're still you know? going to get a quality education. Yeah. That's what's important. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can go Division three and, and succeed. I mean, just because you're going Division three, that doesn't mean that you're a bad football player. It's just not where you fit at that time. Yeah. Anybody ever hear of Fred Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Pierre Garcon. Yeah. It's uh, you can play D three and go pro. What was uh, Cutstown State? What uh, division were they? Cutstown is Division Two. Two. It's Andre yeah, it's Reed. Andre Reed, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, there's several yeah. D two kids, uh, the players that have gone on to the yeah. NFL. They will find ta- if if you yeah, can they'll play, find they'll you. find you. Yeah, I, I mean, I played Division One AA, um, and it was talent. You know, when we played Western Michigan the year they won the MAC. Um, we lost to them by two touchdowns, but I, I wasn't overly impressed. Um, I was more impressed when we played North Dakota State. They would. That's a program. They they were. <laughs> when we played them. They were ten times better than Western Michigan. You put North Dakota State against a lot of the MAC schools, they'll blow them out. You put North Dakota State against UB, they beat them by thirty. You know, and I'm not exaggerating. They're going to beat them by three or four touchdowns. I mean, they're that talented. Well, they so won you, several national championships. Yeah, and then you look at a Division two program like the Bisons. You, you go to Delta State. You know, my cousin Greg Betterson played wide receiver at Delta State, one of the top Division two schools in Mississippi. They would. I played in a Northeast Conference NEC. They would have beat half the teams in our league in Division One AA. I mean, that means nothing. You know, you can't look at it. It's all bubble gum. You know, it's all eye candy. You know, you can't look at it like that. You have to look at the quality of the program. You got to look at first of all, you're going to get an education, mm-hmm. and that's going to set you up. What if your athletics doesn't carry you? What are you going to fall back on? That's you know. the one thing too. You know, I know depending on how early you start seeing these kids and uh, hear about their. Uh, Parents saying, well, you know, my kid's going to be D1. He's a shoo and all that. Uh, are you allowed or do you ever ask him? It says, uh, just out of curiosity, can I see your son's report card? Yeah, you know what? Uh, when I start early with our kids, the Buffalo Vets, um, we start early. We have a thing called the Homework uh, Club. Coach uh, Ty Christopher, our youth coach, our, our youngest team coach. My former uh, assistant coach. Yep. He, uh, <laughs> he started the home, we started the homework program ooh, when I was playing, and we still do it now. The, our kids, you can go on our website. They, their teachers can go right on our website and put in a, he failed this test. He 
did this in class, whatever the case may be, they let us know. So we know what's happening ac- academically. That's outstanding. That's I, I set kids out of games due to academics. We, we don't play that. Um, you know, if you don't have grades, like our coach will always say in college, no such thing as a dumb athlete. The NCAA clearinghouse, you got to have a certain grade point average, certain score in the ACT or the SAT. If you don't have that, you're not playing. I don't care who you are. You're not going to play at that level. So I teach them really, really early, A, Without grades, you're not going there. We, you know, I can see it. You know, I can see a kid. I've been evaluating Tyler for for quite some time now. I can see at a very young age if a kid has Division One ability. And at the vets right now, we have five or six kids that has Division One ability. You have a look young a kid named Alignment. His name is uh we call him Hezzy. This kid is he's ten years old. He'd be eleven years old. He's two hundred pounds, <laughs> but this kid runs. I mean, he runs with with the skill players. We have a quarterback that played for me last year. Call him, we call him Shake. He's definitely going to be a Division One athlete, football or basketball. We have a running back, Marcus, Marcus Johnson. He's going to be a Division One football player if he continues to, you know, develop. We have a kid, you know, Dakari Norman. He has football. He has Division One football ability. You know, when you look at these kids, I, I can see it now. You know, these kids are special. You know, they have that it factor. You know, they always talk. Oh, about you the can it tell factor. it. You they can have tell that it. it factor. And this kid, the quarterback we have. You know, last year, eight to nine year old level, this kid was just, you know, the way he ran our offense, every single team that came up to him was like, I've never seen anything like that in the kid. And then he's so athletic with it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of nuts. You know, I'm like, this dude is, you know, his father was a great basketball player, you know, through the, through the town. Everybody know, you know, his father's athletic. And one thing, his father trains him, but his father doesn't overdo it. You know, he, he kind of let his son come to him and, and, and train him that way, but he doesn't, Push that in, that envelope where he's he's doing too much or he forces. Nice, him. yeah, because he's not going to burn him out. He's he's making him want it. And yeah, that, and that's fantastic. The other thing James mentioned too is about you know don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't strictly play football and all that, and forget about the others. I don't know if this is a good example, but one you know, t- Anthony, you and I would be sort of close to. Uh, remember Mary Saxer? Yeah, from uh, Lancaster High School. Mm-hmm. I don't think she started pole vaulting till somewhere through her middle of her junior year. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's the same sport; it was field at track and field. She was a long jumper on there. But somebody, for uh, in fact, as it turned out, I guess it was uh, Jen Sir's. It wasn't Jen's husband at the time, but the one that Jen eventually married, I guess somehow, and I don't know what his connection to Lancaster was, he was the one that suggested that uh, Mary Saxer try pole vaulting, and lo and behold, the rest now, she's what, top five pole vaulters with an outside chance of making the 2020 Olympics. Yeah. And she never pole vaulted till her awesome. junior year in uh, high school. That's awesome. You, know, you hear college coaches talk when they're uh, recruiting and talking about recruiting. Says we want athletes who play multi sports. Yep. Uh, they, they learn to compete at different sports. They're competing all year long. It's not just within football season or just basketball or hockey, whatever. So they're looking for that. Uh, you think about it. If they and it's so competitive for uh to get into division one mm-hmm. if a d1 school has a choice between a athlete with uh, a d average <laughs> and an athlete with an a average with similar abilities who are they going to take i mean you're going to can, take can the, i get back to you on that one <laughs> you're gonna I, take I have it. to do some research <laughs> you're going to take you're going to take the kid with that with the, you know they got similar athletic ability a kid with the higher gpa more than likely you're gonna go with with him. I mean that shows that he's committed on and off the field. You know that that tells you a lot when that kid, 
you know, he's he's committing himself. He's not going out and hanging out with his friends and considering the money that the university is investing in big each, investment. Each person, they don't want to miss on that investment. Yeah. I mean, if I mean then you heard a, a coach's APR. You know, if you go to school and you flunk out, that looks terrible on the head coach. That that drops his APR. They want to keep that I mean, let's be real, they want to keep that graduation rate high for their next job. They'll drop you, you know? your freshman year. Yeah, if, yeah if, I mean they're, they're looking for that next job, let's be honest. I mean, what coach wouldn't take a bigger job? I mean, you know, if a coach is successful at any level, you hey and say Alabama call and say, Hey, I want to offer you a job. You think he's not gonna leave? Come on now, let's be real. <laughs> you know, in the APR, they look at the APR. If you got a low APR but you're successful as a you know, on the field, it's gonna hurt your chances. But if you have a high APR and you're successful on the field as a head coach, you you gonna you gonna do all right for yourself. Well if you look at it at the at the college football landscape, the uh top schools are usually the top recruiters. Your Michigans, yep. your Alabamas, your Ohio States, mm-hmm. uh usually at the top as far as recruiting goes. And uh you know, so you've got to be able to catch that eye as as an athlete. And it's no wonder that they're succeeding because they're able to recruit. How are they successful recruiting? They know what kids to go and grab. Yep. yep. I mean, they, they know. Um, you know what you're looking for. I I have friends at every every level. Um, you know, I you mentioned Ohio State. I got a friend that's a recruiting assistant at Ohio State. And he tell me, you know, he'll call me right beginning of the year, coach. You know, he'll be like, hey, Mal, what you got up there? I'll be honest with him. If I, if I don't have any kids, I, I'm not. I don't have nothing for you. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I'm just, I don't have any kids I can play at Ohio State right now for you. But he tells me, you know, what he's looking for. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, this is what we're looking for this year, and you know, and I, I know from being around, I've been offered two coaching jobs at the Division One A level. You know, but so I know what they're looking for. You know, and and I I look for it in kids when I go to certain games. You know, I'll look in the paper and they say, oh, this kid is awesome. This kid is X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, uh, but it's his, you know, he he doesn't. I don't think he'd be a great college player. I'm not saying he's bad, but I don't think he would fare well at college. Like we have a quarterback on my travel team, the UAS Blaze, uh, Dylan Kamich. He goes to Frontier. Uh, you won't hear him. He won't get a lot of pub and all that stuff. But uh, he's been training with us for a few years, and this kid is going to play college football. And you're going you're going to hear about him like, wow, he played at Frontier two, three years from now. This kid going to do well for himself. You know, I mean, because he's training hard and he's going to, he's going to be a really good good player. Plus, a lot of what goes into it is, uh, you know, every kid develops at a different rate. You know, some kids will peak at at the ten, eleven year old, and then they don't do anything after that. Some players may not peak until their senior year in high school. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, you know, everybody peaks at a different time. Now, the difference between. Uh, college sending you a letter of interest and an offer, a genuine scholarship offer. Yeah, it's it's a huge difference. Um, do when, people confuse that? Because it seems to me they do. do. Some some people do. It, it, it's it's the truth. I'll have kids that train with me. They'll come and say, "Oh, Penn State sent me a letter." I'll look and I'll just be honest. Like, dude, they send ten thousand dollars a day. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not going to, you're not a Penn State player. I got a kid that I train, I hope train that plays at Penn State right now, and you're not on his level. You know, and I, and I was actually, I was with him last weekend at the wedding. A few of the kids I trained with, all, uh, my my one of my best friends got married last weekend, and we were all at the wedding together, and um, we were talking about you know the commitment and everything that it takes to play at the Division One level, and I mean, honestly, a lot of the kids around here they aren't willing to put in. Uh, that time and that commitment into training. Like, you know, I'll say, I'll put a status on Facebook. I have a ton of kids that's in this area. Hey, 
free training session. Like today, I have a practice from three to five. Um, I, any high school kid is welcome to come train and get working. And they'll be my team, and you may have maybe one or two guys that's not on my team that will come to get extra work in. I mean, these kids are not putting that work in. Now, we did the same thing in Baltimore. If I put, oh, we're having free training, a free training session, you'll have two. You can't do it. You have two, three, four hundred kids that will show up. Wow. You know, I mean, that's how we would do it. And, they, I mean, we we'd say, okay, we, we can't do that. we got to filter, you know, who we can and can't train at these sessions because, you know, you only have a certain amount of coaches and availability. Yeah, and time. Yep. So. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, one last segment of talking uh, Division One scholarships and uh, just the whole experience altogether. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nate. <laughs> One last segment of Inside High School Sports. And then Sports Talk Saturday will be up from 11 to 2. Make sure you keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're talking wh- what? I got a question. Did you play in the Lions game? Uh, the Lions game? Yeah. yeah, I did. Okay. You going out to the, what, the 25th? Yeah, I'll be out there. Oh, I got some kids playing. Oh, okay. I'll definitely be there. I got some cool. kids playing. Good. And that's at Depew, so if anybody wants to catch it, that's what, 6 o'clock kickoff? Uh, no, uh, 7 oh, o'clock. Seven. I seven. Seven. Okay. Kickoff. Practice uh, next week? Practice, we uh, would start, uh, when, now, you, when you say next week, or the 16th. game is, what, the 25th, the 24th, uh, no, I'm getting all mixed up. It's the 25th. 25th, so the so last Wednesday of the month. Yeah, so it'll start the previous Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, off Sunday, Monday. Tuesday is the night of the banquet. They do have a walk-through practice before the banquet because sometimes at walk-through practice, the kids need – there are a few kids that if they don't make that practice, they can't play in the game. Right. You've got to have X number of practices. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and they did yeah, it different from – you know, <clears throat> excuse me, James, when you were playing, you did this for two weeks. Yeah, and you yep. did a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then Monday through Friday. Then the following Saturday, they were off. We were able to bring the players in because we knew they were off on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We'd have a half a dozen kids in here on Saturday morning. Well, now the Saturday before they're practicing, and the Saturday before that, they haven't started practicing yet. So we have to scrape to get a few kids in. We're going we're gonna to have a couple of good ones next week. I won't mention their names yet because they haven't fully committed, but uh, names that you'll remember from a year ago. Cool. We were talking about uh, you know commitment. You're out there again. You want to play college ball? You have to be committed. Whether it's D three, two, one, you have to really be committed to train, work out. Go to the you know your team drills, whatever you got going on in in the off season, and the thing I see and you know teams post their their pictures on on Twitter and Facebook, and I can see what teams are putting the work in. Yep. Does it drive you crazy when you're only seeing a handful of kids, or you hear about a school that only uh, you know has their their weight room open two days a week? What yeah. are you doing? It, dri- it drives me crazy the commitment around this area. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like. 
uh, unfortunately, it's a lot of people that's, that feel entitled for whatever reason. Um, feel like, you know, they're just going to go out there and just be good. And it doesn't work like that. Um, I'm a prof- professional athlete, and I know I gotta how often I gotta work out to make sure I stay on top of my game and things of that nature. Um, you know, my brother who at, who's at Toledo now, uh, after prep school is done in December. First thing he went right to absolute performance, start training, you know, four times a week. He know he knew what he. That's had to not do. twice a week. That's four times. Yeah, you know, and that, and then if, and if you were, include his recovery day, that was five days a week. So I mean, he, he was committed. Um, you know, then you look at the players that go. To, to big schools from around here, they're all committed. They're all dedicated. Um, my cousin, Doug Worthington, went to Ohio State. We always work on the train, you know. Big Dougie. Yeah, we always will work on training and all that together. I mean, you know, and then you mentioned Paul's going to be committing soon, Paul Woods. He was with UAS. He, was, he played on our team. Uh, Paul works hard. You know, Paul doesn't, you know, he doesn't slack. You know, and I, I, and I will, you know. Do you ever get kids coming up to you and say, uh, Mel, uh, I, why, am, why am I not playing? And you go to them, well, how often are you, are all you training? Time. All the time. They'll well, like, I, I work out once a week. Yeah, they'll say, oh, I, I work out. At, I'll go to World's Gym. Me and my friends go to World's Gym. Like, come on, man. That's, you know, it's only so hard you can push yourself. You know, you, you need that edge. You need somebody that's been there. And, I, you know, I've been there myself and my staff. We've been there. We've done that. Um, so we can help get you to that next level, you know. In the classroom, meaning studying film and all that, and then getting on the field and, and applying it as well. One of my friends, Ben Woods, I've talked That's about him. He joined me for my uh, pro day. STA Sports Performance. Man, you want to get a wake-up call? Talk to him about training, and then compare that to what you're doing. Yeah, he, he prepared me for my pro day. Um, just a, a summary of what Ben and uh, Tom Cordino did for me together. Uh, I went in. Uh, after my season, I came in. I weighed 180 pounds. It was right after the season, 180 pounds. I only was able to do 225 three times, and my 40 was something like a 462 <laughs> or something like that. So I started training for my pro day. I started training with them in December, late December, right after Christmas, and then right up until my pro day in March. I weighed in at 198. I did 225 15 times, wow. and I ran a 451. <laughs> Yeah, a so, second, uh, a tenth of a yeah, second they, and a they, half. Yeah, they improved. Yeah, they improved me that yards, much. That's huge. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, Ben, Ben is awesome, man. I mean, Ben, those two are the best you can ask for. I mean, they, they, they're top notch. You know, the top. So when you're thinking about when you're out there and you're proud that you're going in, uh, you know, our school has our our weight room open two days a week. And you compare to what they're doing over at STA. Come on. Yeah, well, that's the trouble. The weight yeah, room, there's, there's these no kids are talking about it's W-A-I-T weight instead of <laughs> W-E-I-T-H-T. Yeah, it's, James, it's one more time, repeat the difference in the uh, bench press reps between when you started. I was, I was doing like two or three. I'll give you three. The third one was pretty ugly. It was like this. I'm not afraid to admit it. My bench press was, was terrible. You know, I was an All-American Division one football player, and I only could bench press 225 twice. So people talking about, oh, I benched this, that, and the third. No, my squat game was always crazy, you know, but my bench press never was, was that great. But, but when the training with them, I got to a peak. I, I was able to bench maybe 410, and then my squat was 610 plus, and then my deadlift was 650. You know, they got me that strong. But didn't um, you say your reps went from two to three to 15? Oh, oh, yeah, it went from two to three. Yeah, it was like two to three, and I, I did 15 on my pro day. The most I ever did was 24. Oh. But, the, but I got the 15, and that wasn't only in a couple months. It was it, The transforma- transformation was unbelievable. So you see, the training does make a difference. I'd recommend every single kid who's listening, 
if you don't go to absolute performance or if you don't go to STA, it's a crime. You're not too serious about your, your body and, and taking your game to the next level. You got to go there. It's, it's not even a discussion. James, I can't thank you enough for coming in. The hour goes by so fast. And, yeah. And, hey, thank you. Uh, for we me. have future shows that I, you know, you're going to be coming in on stuff that we're going to focus in on, on youth coaching, and we're going to get into more about what parents can look for, and you know, maybe answer some questions for some parents that might be on the bubble about their their child. We'll get into some youth uh, football talk and and things like that because that's where it starts. It starts at our level. We feed it to the high schools. The high school feed us to the college. Yep. It's it's a a chain that works together so we're gonna we're gonna do that in the future uh this summer and you know again as roger said we've got stuff coming up for the kensington lions all-star game and on i just the heard from my harshest critic it is the 20 26 uh i'm not going to mention names but i've been married to her yeah. about 44 and a half years <laughs> it is the 26th so therefore the practices will start on the 19th james i gotta echo anthony's uh Words, thanks so much for coming in. It's always a blast. Thank, yes. thank you, man. I, you know, I, I appreciate you guys, man. And, you know, and you guys always show me love. So, you know, it's, it's a small, you know, small thing. So, I really appreciate it. Thank you much. All right, guys. Thank you, Nate Geary. Thank you. Sales coming up next. Sports Talk Saturday from eleven to two, right here on WGR Sports Radio five fifty. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile five G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile five G home internet during peak? hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion